Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. We're asking, who is the best one-loss team in the NFL? No undefeated teams anymore. Cardinals lost. The Packers, Cardinals, Rams, or Cowboys. Dallas at least proved that they can be legit contenders. I mean, they've been doing it all year. Win last night against the Vikings, even though they didn't have Dak Prescott. Another team yesterday, the Saints, lost their quarterback, Jameis Winston. Can they still be contenders without him? Let's rewind. (laughs) To what Chris Canty said in response to Keyshawn Johnson last week on Canty and Golick Jr., And the topic was whether or not the Saints can be a top three team, which according to Key, they can be. In the NFC, here's Chris Canty. Like, how the hell are they going to be a top three seed and we don't think they can beat any of those teams? Like, I I understand that the Saints took it to the Green Bay Packers early on in week one, but let's let's be honest. Aaron Rodgers and that team were still in preseason mode. Like, that's not where they are right now. So I, I don't know if I can buy into Keyshawn's take that the Saints all of a sudden are going to start clicking on all cylinders and we're going to talk about them as being a true title contender. Like, I just think there are levels to this, and it's clear that they're not on the level with the top three teams that we have in the NFC, which are the Cardinals, the Cowboys, and the Buccaneers. Hmm. 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 Uh, There are levels to this. There are certainly levels to it, Christopher Canty of Canty and Golick. There are levels to this. And the levels is right now. I don't want to do an ES, ESPN on ESPN crime, but, but you're about to. my good ex teammate in Christopher Canty. This is why I tell you, you must listen to me before you do your hot takes. You have to listen, okay? You said they haven't beaten anybody. Well, they just beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then you say that the Green Bay Packers were in preseason mode. Well, what the hell was Tampa Bay in midseason for? I mean, like there are levels to this. Don't look at Jameis Winston and form an opinion based on that prior to his injury on what this team could potentially be. You know football, Chris. Don't get caught up in sports talk radio. Don't get caught up in that. Use the brains that got you to be a Super Bowl champion. Don't fall for the okie doke. Remember, Sean Payton is a really good coach, and Dennis Allen is a really good defensive coordinator. Just use your mind, young man. Don't get caught up in the narrative about Jameis Winston. Now, moving forward, can Trevor Simeon get the job done? Maybe. But if not, there's a guy named Cam Newton who I think they will kick the tires on to move things forward. And I still think they are a 2-3 to seed in the conference because they have very elite football players. And so, so there's my ESPN on ESPN crime. I like the ether music too, Alan Yates. Well done on that. Uh, Key, if they get Cam Newton, what teams do you see them finishing ahead of in the conference? Well, they gonna, they'll, they'll be tied with the Buccaneers eventually, right? They'll probably, it'll probably be them and the Bucks, And then they'll be fighting for that two or three seed because you figure Arizona, the Rams, Green Bay, they'll all be together. Now, they're only one game behind. They're only one game behind with the tiebreaker ahead on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Green Bay Packers. So they've already eliminated the tiebreaker so far. They they will see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers one more time. But when you look at it, you say, well, Jameis Winston, Cam Newton, that's the same thing with a better runner. 
the one thing that Jameis Winston brought to the New Orleans Saints that Drew Brees couldn't do was push the ball down the field, deep balls. The Cam Newton can throw it. He can throw it vertical. But running the football, he adds an extra element. Imagine if that run that Jameis got hurt on was Cam Newton. The defender wouldn't have been that close to him because Cam would have been able to get out of there and get to the sideline. Jameis got gravy boots. That's why the guy was able to catch up to him. But all I'm saying is that this team is a really good football team. So Coached extremely well. This is how I've learned how to kind of decode key saying sometimes because I actually think he's right as it as relates to where they could end up being seated but see I don't take that comment key and say hey they're the third best team in the NFC or second best team that's where they end up being seated when it comes to the playoffs with the way they can hit it especially if they get cam but I still think there are a lot of teams better than the Saints ultimately with a higher ceiling offensively the Saints have a defense they have a head coach and by the way not because he's your nephew key but Michael well, Thomas, yes, because he is my, my, Michael, Michael Thomas, like, let's not – two years ago, he was the best receiver in the game. The best he's overall still receiver going in the to game. Be, he's so, still going to be one of the best when he comes right, back so, healthy. So when you get a, a weapon like that back and you've been missing it the whole time, that's such a big part of your offense. The reason receivers get paid, Can I see, you, you know, said, like you quarterbacks, said, left tackles, defensive ends, and receivers and corners get paid because those are the elite performing positions. When you take that guy off your team – it completely changes the offense. And Kamara's been doing great, and the defense has been doing great, but that should make them better. But, Key, I say all that to, to still ask the question. In terms of who the best teams are, if someone said, where are the Saints? I would say mm, fifth to sixth in the NFC mm-hmm. because I like the Rams. Yeah, that's fine. The Packers, the Bucks, the Cowboys. Cardinals. Cardinals, and then probably the Saints, right? Yeah. Like, so, yeah. so when you, why do you say third seed? That's what I think be, people want to know. Because when you win the division, and you, you're probably going to be up there, you got to win the division. Right. They're probably are going, look, the Buccaneers are ahead of them because the Buccaneers played one more game than them. Mm-hmm. They, that, so don't look at the playoff standings. At, the Buccaneers played one more game than them. Mm-hmm. So the Bucks are on a bye. The Saints will catch up to them because they'll play the game. So now they'll both be playing eight games versus seven games. Uh, so, uh, you know, you, you look at, from that standpoint, you win the division. You're going to finish either one of four if you win the division. They can, And I got them winning their division. I got them winning the division. Well, they have <laughs> stacked up well against the Bucks in the regular They're season. One They're 3-0 now. It. Think about it. They're one game behind the Arizona Cardinals, the Dallas Cowboys. They're one game behind. But really, the, 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 the team to look at is the Bucs because, if you, because the quickest way for them, as you said, Key, to be a top seed, a top three, is to win the division. They are now – we, we have the numbers on the screen on ESPN2 right now. They're one in three against the Bucs, but the one loss was in the playoffs, right? So I don't know about when it one matters most. In the playoffs, I'll take Brady, but they're – they're three and zero in the team, right? They're three and zero in the regular season against the Bucks. Now they They're three and zero. They was they lost in the playoffs. With it's hard to beat a team three times. That we we all know that that played. Yeah, but they played the New Orleans Saints when Drew Brees was at the end and his had barbecue ribs. Michael Thomas wasn't himself. He had two bad ankles, and Alvin Kamara had missed some time because of COVID situation. So when you start to look at that. You're like, okay, I see how they took it to them, and it made sense. 
But when I'm talking about just this year alone, I knew that the New Orleans Saints was going to give Brady and the Bucks hell in New Orleans. That's why I said what I said. When you look at it saying, well, how can they finish two or three? Well, because they're a good football team. And they're probably it, – it, and they could win their division. Right, that's what and it hinges on. If they win on. the division, they're going to have a pretty good record, I, I don't, which I, is going to put them in a position to finish high in the seedings. I don't, I don't see them winning their division or finishing with a high seed if it's under Trevor Simeon or yeah. Taysom Hill. I, I think he, Cam is the person that could take them there because of how, how Peyton can unlock him in that offense. I, I really think he's the, he's the missing key for them to be that team that you're describing. Do you think they, they get there with Trevor Simeon? One, they were 4-1 and one with Taysom Hill last year. Yeah, Taysom Hill can play. They were 4-1 and one I hear you. with him last year. And Sean and when Payton he comes can, back, can get wins when he comes back, When he comes back, I think they'll know what to do with him. But Cam Newton, if you slide him in there, give him two weeks or whatever the case is to get up to speed, and Sean's smart enough to give him the things that he needs that he can be successful in doing, then I think that they're right there. Higher, I, I, higher, higher ceiling for the Saints, with Cam Newton or with Taysom Hill? I probably would do it with Cam Newton because yeah, if, if, if you are using Taysom Hill in the role that he is, when you put him in the lineup, you take him out of the lineup, then by having the quarterback, having him as your full-time quarterback, he doesn't get to do – all the other things that you paid him to do. Yeah. When you insert him into the lineup with a Cam Newton, imagine how strong that could be. As you look at the schedule moving forward, they got the Falcons, they go to the Titans, they got the Eagles, the Bills, the Cowboys, they get the Jets, the Bucks, the Dolphins, the Panthers, and the Falcons to lead with. I'll play win-lose. They're going to beat the Falcons. I'll toss it up. Uh, I'd probably say that they lose to the Titans. They beat the they, no, I'll give, them, I'll give them three straight wins. I'm going to give them the Falcons, the Titans, and the Eagles. And then I'm going to have them lose to the Bills. I'm going to have them beat the Cowboys, beat the Jets, lose to the Bucks, beat the Dolphins, beat the Panthers, beat the Falcons. If you do those numbers, that puts them right in the position. Losses, two more losses, yeah. That, that puts them right in the position Let's to say be this. able to be the second or the third Let's seed. say this. I think with Trevor Simeon, if they need two more weeks with him, if they brought Cam in right away, and he could go one and one. I, I, yes. Like, let's say they lose to the Titans. Yes, they go, give them They that. go 1-1. One one. That's holding down the fort. And then Ke- look, Teddy Bridgewater was 5-0 and oh with this team. Bridgewater's yes. a nice quarterback. He's not a 5-0 yes. and oh type quarterback, but he's yes. a nice quarterback. Because yes. Sean Payton, to Key's point, if you give him competency with, by, under center, he'll know what to do with it, and they got a defense. Yeah, you know, I, look, anywhere from 3-6, to six, Key, I agree. It's 3 as possible, maybe a little bit of a reach. They have to win the division. I think six is more likely, but somewhere in the top half dozen in the NFC. Tune into ESPN Daily Podcast, bringing you a deep dive into a single story from one of ESPN's hundreds yes, of reporters yes. presented by Supercuts. Download, subscribe, and review ESPN Daily, available wherever you enjoy your podcast. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All phone guests join on the Goodyear hotline. We will continue this conversation. Max. Yo. There are levels to this. There Just are levels to, to this, <laughs> as Meek Mill said. Plus, why Key thinks this team might be better. I don't know why you're playing that horn. By the way, Jay-Z won that Ether takeover battle, too. This team might be better without their current starter. You're just showing that horn says, I'm under a certain age. That's all that says. <laughs> That's next on ESPN Radio. See, he did it again. The ESPN there app and ESPN2.
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. So what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go visit your parents, hang out with friends and catch a movie? They're all solid options, but what about devoting time to yourself? Maybe taking up a personal hobby you've put off. With everything in your life that you handle, work, picking the kids up from school, running errands, you never really get enough me time. The best way to squeeze that time into your schedule is to first understand your own personal value and then make yourself a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Prioritizing mental health is an important part of my life. Let BetterHelp empower you to be the best version of yourself and guide you along the journey of becoming a better you. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPN2. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. ESPN football analyst Dan Orlovsky joins us giving Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. We were talking in the last segment. Hold on, hold on. First of all, i got to say two things. You know me, I come to take shots. Jay, your dancing's terrible. Well, I don't. Keyshawn, what size of the t-shirt that is? What's wrong, what's wrong with my T-shirt? It's tight. Oh, no, it's, it's just how, probably how I'm sitting and stuff. And it's T-shirt, man. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, First of all, Dan, you can't show up in whatever that is you're wearing and start what taking shots wearing? with blue buttons Goofy on the white shirt. I'm actually not wearing a tie because by of the, the blue buttons. By the way, he's got it monogrammed on the cuff just in case he forgets whose shirt it is. This is me, everybody. He get a damn haircut for crying out loud. I got a haircut on. Uh, Friday, Key. No, no, no. You need to get your money back, dog. Seriously. 
<laughs> I like the shots being thrown, Dan. Welcome to the show. Yeah, I was a kid, they used, to show, they used to sell those suits on 14th Street, <laughs> off the mannequins on 14th Street. Damn. Hey, hey, Max, that a way to take up for me and Jay, even though Dan was talking to me and Jay, that a way to take up for your coworker. That's right. We're a team, kid. <laughs> yeah, I got your back. See, look at that, boy. The knives are coming from everywhere. You don't know where. <laughs> even on your own team. Uh, so, so we're talking about the Saints yeah. with, uh, without Jameis Winston. How, how do you see things playing out for New Orleans without Jameis now, Dan? Well, I, I think, first of all, going back to yesterday, Sean Payton made two brilliant play calls. You know, mm-hmm. and, and we're, we're watching how good of a coach Sean Payton was because, you know, start of this year it was, this is his first season ever coaching without Drew Brees as a head coach. So what was he going to be like or who was he going to be? And it's been uber, uber impressive. The, the fourth and one play call to Kamara on the goal line is impressive. And then yes. the reverse is perfect play call timing, you know, and just Big time. so impressive by Sean Payton. Um, the defense is right now Tom Brady's kryptonite, so to speak, <laughs> because they'll put hands all over you as a defense and play physical. You know, without Sean Payton, it is going to be interesting. Or Excuse me, without Jameis Winston, because Jameis Winston had been playing solid football, not lights out. But solid football. Simeon comes in and and plays solid football. And I think we're starting to see the brilliance of Sean Payton (laughs) really play itself out. Taysom Hill, Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Brees at the end. Here's what I'd say, Dan. Here's here's my – just hear me out on this one. There's a guy out there who just got vaccinated, who played about nine years in that division, who's chilling in Atlanta, so it's a quick flight. His name is Cam Dam Newton. And he gives them an opportunity to take a look now with the Jameis injury as a guy who they've seen who's dominated that division for eight, nine years. That Sean Payton can say to himself, you let Trevor Simeon carry this for the next couple games while you get Cam up to speed and ready to go. Michael Thomas is coming back. You got a whole arsenal. Now you got a guy that could do what Drew Brees couldn't do, what Jameis could do, that vertical stretch game that was missing for years, Cam can still do that. He also can run the football. You don't you don't take Taysom Hill out of the lineup by putting him in at quarterback. Now you got two big studs. You just brought back Ingram and Kamara in the running game. Imagine if they decided to go that route because one thing that Sean does do well is he identifies talent that people say, ah, I don't really want that anymore. And then he gets the most out of it. I wouldn't be shocked if Cam Newton is already on the plane to go visit the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, that would be a little bit surprising to me still, Key, because I get your point of, well, you allow Taysom Hill to stay in that role if you get a Cam Newton. But you've been grooming Taysom Hill for many. I mean, two months ago, they were in a a quarterback battle. You've been grooming him for the opportunity. How how much do you believe that Cam Newton is going to come in and within a couple weeks pick up this offense in comparison to a guy like Taysom Hill who's been there for years, in comparison to a guy like Trevor Simeon that might – like I would actually think that they'd lean – if they're going to go make a move, I would be more interested in – are they going to call Drew, you know, or a guy like Phillip Rivers? Well, Drew already turned it down. He no, neither – I'm not going to Neither one of them. What about Key's point about – They've, he's like when you play a divisional rival twice a year every year, and you have to prepare for them because you know what you're going to get every year. You have to be prepared for eight, nine years. Cam is familiar with what Very they're familiar. trying to do, right? And he is a kind of if you just like puffed up Taysom Hill, 
You got Cam Newton, a similar player, but but Cam is a better quarterback. So is it the, is the conversation that we think Cam Newton's going to be a better player for them in four weeks than, than Taysom Hill? Yeah. I don't see that because, that, I mean, we see, minimize I, I see sh- it. But, I see it. The reason I see it, Dan, is because much like you said with Sean, I played – I know Sean, so yeah. I kind of know what he would do. He's not going to ask him to – he's not going to ask him to do what Drew Brees did. What he's going to ask him to do – is do what Jameis Winston was able to do and bring that playbook down in that short period of time to give him and put him in the best situation to succeed. I understand what you're saying about Taysom Hill. The problem that you have with that is you've got to have something behind Taysom Hill. Is Trevor Simeon that something? Because remember, Trevor Simeon was the third guy. He wasn't even the second guy. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, it's a fair point because right now the Saints look like they got a chance to make the playoffs too. So it's – I, I get where you're coming from. This isn't a team that's, you know, two and five, so to speak. And now, yeah. uh, you know, we don't really have a future. You know, they're a good football team that just beat up on the defending Super Bowl champion. So I, I get your point. I just don't know if Sean's going to go, okay, we think that we can get Cam Newton up to speed. Ridgewater and, went 5-0. and oh. I mean, he'd been there the year before, but he went 5-0 and oh with that team. And I, I just think Sean, again, because this team is so good defensively, so good on the offensive line, Michael Thomas coming back, I believe Sean thinks that they're good enough to just get a quarterback to play good football rather than we need a quarterback to go play great football. And I think he thinks that he can get that out of – Taysom Hill, Trevor Simeon, or Ian Book, their rookie out of Notre Dame, more so than we got to go get Cam Newton and shove him in here and, you know, kind of expedite the learning process of a playbook because in five weeks he might have to play. I, I, higher ceiling, Trevor Simeon, Taysom Hill, or the likes of Cam Newton for the Saints? Um, what increases their ceiling? That's a good point, Dan, because while you're thinking about that, it's not just the immediate future. Maybe you could make the argument, look, it's six one half dozen the other because Cam needs to get up to speed a little more than those guys. That are, but then you want to make the playoffs and make a run. Now it's playoff time. Cam's been in there 17-week season. He's been in there for 10 weeks, right? right See, absorbing everything. Now you hit the playoffs and you have Cam Newton and Michael Thomas and the O-line and the but defense. But I'm going to try to talk you into this one, Dan, in, in by saying that You've been in this league for a long time, and you've covered this thing in the NFL and college football. The one thing that I can say about Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton is the waiver wire and transactions, they're not immune to them at all. They're always adding pieces. Just look and think about what they just did. They went and got Ingram from the Houston Texans just to strengthen the running game when they decided Latavian Murray wasn't good enough for them. Yeah, I would say, I think it's a good question, Jay. In 10 weeks from now, it's probably Cam Newton. If if Cam Newton can get 60%, 70% of this playbook down and, and running it well, yeah, they're probably at, they probably have a higher ceiling with Cam Newton and Taysom in his role. But I think we're minimizing that challenge. Mm. It, the NFL offenses are a doozy, man. And so... If, if they're confident that Cam can come in and absorb that in season, you know, in season is different than off, uh, out of season. In season, then, then I think probably a better option, yeah. Let me ask you about another offense. Because this morning, a lot of people are waking up, and I'm sure that people in Indy are mad at Carson Wentz. I am. But <laughs> I, should they be even more mad at Frank Wright? 
Because some of his plays were very, very questionable. Yeah, I thought they game abandoned game. the run. Yeah. I, I thought they abandoned run, spe- specifically late in the football game. Um, I can't kill Frank for that. Frank is aggressive. He's ultra-aggressive. They, they had that 14-0 lead because they're ultra-aggressive. That's who Frank is. But I do believe they got away from Jonathan Taylor. The first interception is god-awful. I've actually seen conversation on the internet that it was the smart play because the safety ends the game. I don't see it that way because just the decision is bad. The second interception is just as bad. Um, For much of this season, Carson Wentz has looked like 2017, 2018, that back end 2019 Carson Wentz. Like, wow, he's playing really good football, which is what I expected. Back end was no good, but go ahead. What? Back end of 19 was no good, but go ahead. Anyway. um, (laughs) Hey, Dan. Hold on, Kate. I I think the, the last two minutes he looks like 2020 Carson Wentz. The last two minutes. Damn, but, what, 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 but what the fact is, he, I agree, he's looked good, solid, and progressing through the season. Not amazing, but like, hey. Yeah, pretty darn and good you, football. And, yeah, yeah, and you know what he's capable of. That's always in the back of your mind. So, whoa, if he's fundamentally sound and everything, he's capable of big things. Season on the line, because you're about to get swept in the season series if yeah, you lose not, the game. The, the, the second interception is putting the shovel in the ground to dig yes. the grave. Whoa, like, like season on the line. And, yeah. and my – my issue is what I hear out of Philly, as, I, as I've told you before, Filippo was bad cop. Reich was good cop. I have not heard Carson Wentz really take accountability post-game. It's always like, well, that's the way we play. Well, that's going to happen sometimes with the way we play, as though he's Patrick Mahomes and he's earned the right to, to, to freestyle because he, it always comes out so good. It's not what he is, and and I don't know. You, do you oh, hear a guy heard... taking accountability? Yeah, no, because, well, they've played so good over the last month. I don't think there's been moments of accountability um, necessary. I, I kind of felt that in the beginning of the season. He was very, I got to play better, I got to play better, I got to play better. I had I did not hear his post-game conference or, or conversation uh, yeah. a- afterwards yesterday. But to your, to your point, uh, this second interception is putting the shovel in the ground to dig the grave for this season. And, um, like, first and ten, if he throws that check down, that tailback runs to New York. I mean, yes. he, he is – that Wide tailback open. legit might get into field goal range. And for a guy that – if you go rewatch that game yesterday, he made so many good decisions in the first three quarters of check down, check down, ball out, completion, check down, check down, ball out, completion, kind of playing that boring style of football – and then that last two minutes, he just tried why, to become why, a superhero. Why in the last two minutes? I, mean, I was going to ask you that, Dan. In, in the last two minutes, well, first of all, backed up in your own end zone. That's not playing superhero. That's panicking Paul and being stupid with the football. Right. Why, what happens in that position, at that moment, at the quarter? What are you looking at? Like, what do you see that makes you panic to the point where you're like, oh, my God, they're coming and I got to get rid of the ball, and you make that throw after you thought about spiking it in the ground. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's a like a panic key. I think it's uh the put on the Superman cape. And I I've, I've talked about that with Carson Wentz for 4 years now. When he plays Clark Kent football, he's at its best. Mm. He's at his best. And then there's moments where you got to play Superman. And he you know like it, there's been moments in his career where he does. Yesterday in that moment, you guys remember the playoff game against Seattle where he gets hurt? It's yeah. a screen pass. Yeah. And instead of grounding the football, which, you know, you, you, you've seen him do, he tries to scramble, hold it, and make a play. 
And I think that's it, Key, is he is so Never learned old. to slide. He just never learned to slide, this dude. So, He's like, so <laughs> you know, yesterday was the perfect example of why I've been a Carson Wentz guy for so long is he could take you on so many highs. The third and 16 to Michael Pittman where, he, you know, and then, you know, there's moments of lows. And it's just, you know, he's drunk on himself, so to speak. He's drunk Fell in on, love with a player. Never fall in love with a quarterback, Dan. Yeah. See, they'll just break your heart. See that? Yeah, man. Hmm. I got people in my neighborhood trick-or-treating yesterday coming up to me. How about Carson Wentz? I'm like, what the fudge, guys? Leave <laughs> yeah. me alone. Well, you, you could see what there was to like, especially early on. But at a certain point, he's sixth year in the league. That is the great Dan Orlovsky, ladies and gentlemen, ESPN football analyst extraordinaire. Thank you, Dan. Good to be with Thanks you Thanks, Theo. Go see the barber and get your money back. Get a bigger shirt. Key observations for you. Take it away. Number one. I think when you think about number one, we put a lot of hot sauce on the Cincinnati Bengals after watching them just take care of business against the Baltimore Ravens and Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow going nuts. And then all of a sudden – we like, oh, they're going to win the division. Oh, this is the team. Joe Burrow going to the Hall of Fame next week. And then guess what they do in MetLife? No, not so much anymore. Now, all of a sudden, they started looking like the bundles again. And I know it's only one loss, loss to a New York Jet team that upset the Tennessee Titans. And now the Cincinnati Bengals are both on that mantle at Jets place. So, we got to slow things down. Like I always say, just take your time. Let it develop. Don't start putting people in Canton too soon. Number two. Number two. Ooh, y'all still trying to bury Big Ben Roethlisberger, I see. He just continues to keep winning football games along with Mike Tomlin. The moment that they decided to put him in the grave and put the dirt on top of him, what does he do? He takes care of business in Cleveland against a team that we thought had their number based on what we saw last year. But clearly, Ben Roethlisberger can play, and that defense is lights out once again for Mike Tomlin, taking care of business, only allowing the Browns 10 points. So that will certainly raise the level of defense statistics for the, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger, last three games, he's 3-0. and What else can you say? I mean, that's just what it is. Dude balling. Number three. Bill Belichick. Number three. Bill Belichick and his so-called disciples and assistant coaches and the coaching tree. It's like he grew the tree and all the leaves at the top die except his. And, the other, and he just keeps growing them and growing them and growing them because none of them seem to be able to coach in the National Football League. Bill O'Brien was the only one that started in the right direction Till he got smart and wanted to be a general manager, which basically cost him his job in Houston. But when you look at the Eric Mangini's and Romeo Cornell, now all of a sudden Brian Flores, Matt Patricia, Josh McDaniels, and Joe Judge. Just imagine what that winning percentage record looks like. Uh, that's Number four. The Chicago Bears. Woo, Matt Nagy sit on the sideline, man. Justin Fields came to the party. It wasn't him that lost the game for the Chicago Bears. They just He played pretty good football, man. He showed you why they moved up to get him. But, Jay, it wasn't a coincidence that Matt Nagy wasn't there and the kid played some pretty good football, I would say. Mm-hmm. Number five. Number five, Odell Beckham. One target, or better yet, one catch for six yards. If I'm OBJ... I walk in there this morning and I say, hey, man, what the hell? What y'all going to do? Y'all going to have me just – what are y'all going to do? 
Because I can't help y'all if y'all can't help me help you. I can't just sit there and be a cardboard cutout. So make a decision before Tuesday. Either y'all going to help me, help us, or y'all going to move me so I can go help somebody else. That's what I would say to OBJ. I mean, that's what I would say to the Browns if I was OBJ. But if you sit and wait, maybe things turn around, and then all of a sudden he gets to pick his poison when he becomes a free agent at the end of the year. You know, those are the key observations. The key observations is brought to you by Geico. Whether you rent or own, Geico makes it easy to bundle a home and car insurance. Go to geico.com today. What was staggering, because you know the Belichick coaches haven't done well, but key, looking at the numbers we threw up on ESPN2, if you take, if you take um, uh, uh, Texans head coach uh, Bill, O'Brien. Bill, O'Brien. Bill O'Brien, if you take Bill O'Brien out of the picture, that is unbelievable how much losing they've done. Zero, take O'Brien off, and there are zero playoff wins and maybe a 300 winning percentage. And Brian Flores is heading in the wrong direction. Hey, can we have someone do the math on everyone but Bill O'Brien's win-loss record? It's unreal. Like, it's, I, you, re, you know it, you know, you know they haven't done well, but I, when you look at the numbers, it's staggering. Key, the, the one thing, and, and we probably shouldn't waste any time on this at all, but I still think it's fascinating uh, on your observation because you know I like to add one every single week. Just watching Detroit not score a touchdown, watching Jared Goff just be that abysmal against the Eagles. The Eagles put up 44 points. It almost confirms that I don't think they're going to win the game this year. Yeah, it just, it's, it's uh, bad, man. That's you bad. Got a coach I, want him, I want him to win a game. I don't want to see somebody go 0-17. I played with Dan Campbell. I was coached, uh, coached by Anthony Lynn. I played with Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator. Um, I, I don't want to see him go 0-17, but it certainly, you know, it, it certainly looked that way. It's oh. it's not looking up. Let's just put it that. It's not looking bright for them at all. Um, you know, it's just I, I hate to see it every single week. But, hey, man, you, you got into this business, so this is what happens. Yeah. So Dan Campbell is going to be a player on a winless team in a 16-game season oh. and the head coach of a oh. winless seven. I mean, it's brutal. Oh. By the way, okay, here's the final. I know, brutal. Here's the final tally for Belichick assistance other than Bill O'Brien. Zero playoff wins and a 113 and 195 record with one, with one uh, 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 tie. 113 and 195, you're almost losing twice as much as you win. One and two, basically, for every three games. That's unbelievable. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, 
You're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepix.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepix.com morning, code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, all phone guests on the Goodyear Hotline. So the Bears may have lost to the 49ers yesterday. Justin Fields looked pretty good. Um, the notable missing piece of the Bears team was Matt Nagy wasn't on the sidelines as COVID-19. Hmm, no Matt Nagy. Fields looks pretty good. Are we reaching here because they did lose the game? Here is the Bears quarterback on his performance yesterday. I think we did pretty good. I think we did a good job on third down, and I think an area in, to improve is uh, just you know scoring touchdowns in the red zone um, and, instead of kicking field goals. But I thought the you know, I thought our offense did a great job of you know keeping the drives going and executing on third down. So I, I would say uh, we did pretty good today. So our- he- are we reaching here, Jay? Hold, hold Key, on, Max. Before, yeah. before we even get into Justin Fields, yeah. which is a different story, Key, I wanted to bring up mm-hmm. one more point. Just because yes. you know I keep saying this, right? Yeah. Applying pressure. And I don't talk mm-hmm. like that. Don't say yeah like that. Yeah. So third quarter, critical play, goal line play, okay? Jimmy Garoppolo and these guys score on the ensuing play, but there were 10 men on the field for the defense, okay? Critical mistake by Chris Tabor, who special teams coordinator, but is acting head coach for that time. Post-presser, watching the, watching the game, watching oh, the post-presser, comes, right? Here comes a communication Post-presser, point. a reporter asked him about the situation. He was direct. He was succinct. He didn't say he had to go back and watch the tape. He owned it very quickly, and he, that's on me, and we move forward. It was just such a dichotomy of the way I've seen press conferences handled before by Matt Nagy. Now, that's just the coaching aspect of it. The Justin Fields, how he looked more comfortable on the field, 
You know, he was more of himself, best game pretty much of his young career thus far. You know, I don't know how much of that is without having Matt Nagy in the field, but the combination of both those things together, it makes you as a Chicago Bears fan sit there and say, okay, I kind of like this direction more so than the other direction. That's just me. Yeah, I don't – in press conferences, I don't okay. care about press conferences, right? Okay. I, I, I just care about how the young man performed uh, yesterday without Nagy there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, is it a coincidence? I mean, look, he, he, he had shy under 300 yards of total offense. Um, he had the one turnover. But for the most part, when you think about it, he played pretty good football. He played he played winning football. And, I, and I'm sure once they go back and look at the tape, they'll see some things that they left out there that he could have probably hit on, um, and he'll be better for it. Uh, you know, Matt Nagy's just got to continue to keep chopping at it, got to look at the film, look at the tape, see what it was that, that made Justin play at the level that he played at and try to implement that going forward. And that's really all it is. This is not an assault, all-out assault on Matt Nagy no. at all. I don't want to turn it into that. Um, well, Justin, I have a question about I have a question about what Jay points out, though, Key, because to me, I also think like, wait, wait a minute, who cares how he relates to us in the media? What's that got to do with the team, right? Is there though a correlation? Because clearly, I think in Jay's experience, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jay, there seems to be a correlation at least between the way a coach deals with the media whether he's a good or bad communicator, whether he's straightforward or, he, or, 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 or kind of mealy-mouthed, and the kind of performance he gets from his team, the kind of coach he is. Because Jay is, to me, making that connection. In your well, experience, is there any connection there? Well, what I would say is, based on the little bit of information that I get out of Chicago, is the players like him in the locker room. They, his communication with the players is different than his communication with the media. Um, you know, that's all I can really go off mm-hmm. of is actually the players think people seem to think that the players like him in the locker room. So, Jay, does that change your mind at all? If if aren't there some coaches who maybe they're not perfect with the media, but that does not reflect the way they communicate with their team? Are you drawing inferences so, so that, that maybe shouldn't be drawn here? Every player is happy with him in the locker room. Well, I'm sure not every player is happy know, with I, every coach. I, that's not the case. So, like, you know, I, I, I hear what Key is saying on, and I'm not turning this into a Matt Nagy assault, but when you're in Chicago, when you have a quarterback with the way everything has happened this year, it's something that we're constantly going to talk about. We talked about it before the game even occurred on Sunday last week, that what happens if Justin Fields Play plays well, his yeah. best game, even though they didn't win, while Matt Nagy's not there. Well, that has happened. And there are things that even though they've been done one way by Matt Nagy, when you see it done a different way, it just gives you that pause. Now, it may not be something alarming to key, but even the fact that we're thinking about it, that we're talking about it, makes it a story. Jay just told on himself yeah, a little reason, bit, Key. About what? what just told on himself a little bit. When Jay goes, are you sure every player is happy with him in the locker room? Well, no, every player is never going to be happy Every player is never going to be happy. But you with know, Keith, when this whole narrative starts, like, yeah, the players I mean, like him in the locker room. Jay's talking to that. someone. I'm like, okay, Jay's well, talking no, to every, someone. Everybody, <laughs> Jay's no, every something. player. Every, I didn't say every single player because I'm smarter than that. But people inside the locker room, we've had people on that's in Chicago covering the Bears that I, that actually said that in fact that players in the locker room they like him. They just for whatever reason we look at him and go, man, what are you talking about? But I also understand that sometimes when you deal with the media, we we could tend to be petty and pick apart every single thing that you do 
because we wanted a certain way when you stand up there and you talk to us, and that's not the way Matt Nagy has been giving it to us. In terms of the coincidence that Nagy's gone, Justin plays better than he has is interesting, but Matt Nagy now has to, like I said, he now has to go and see what it was that made Justin play that way and implement that into whatever game plan it is moving forward. Don't go back to doing the same things. Whoever was calling the plays, whoever coached him up, whoever was in his ear telling him to do certain things, they need to continue to have that person do that. A lot of different players. Because you know, as you you know, Max, there is levels to this. (laughs) A lot of players on a football team, a lot of different agendas, and they talk to a lot of different people. It's not, if I was a fan listening to this, I'd think, Key and Jay are talking to different people. That's what I would think if I was a fan listening to this. <laughs> Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, why one young QB may be feeling all the pressure all of a sudden coming right up. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.